And now, The Mentors, one of the most popular and unique shows on the radio today. Each week, one of our four remarkable CEOs, including Tom Lord, John Phillips, and Rick Brutico, will challenge your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their success and for consistently putting people first, treating employees and customers with respect, and helping others succeed, now these same CEOs, the mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life, at work, and in business. Now, here's your mentor. Hi, this is Tom Laurie, and my guest mentors today are George Randall, former U.S. Army Company Commander and former Navy SEAL Officer Mike Sorelli. They are the co-authors of The Talent War, How Special Operations and Great Organizations Win on Talent. In it, they explore how U.S. Special Operations Forces build teams that assess, select, and develop world-class talent. Today, they are talent warriors devoting considerable time to coaching thousands who are transitioning from the military to the private sector. If you are in the military or have a family member in the military, this show is for you. If not, you'll still get some valuable tips useful for any career transition from these two very talented talent acquisition pros. George is one of those rare exceptions and is making his second appearance on the Mentors Radio. (laughs) Michael, that makes you a newbie. Welcome to both of you. Let's get started. Uh, I've always suspected, and of course I have family in the military, but a transition from the military to civilian life, particularly from uh, a career, from a career standpoint, into the private sector, uh, has got to be one of the most difficult challenges that people face when they leave the military. And let's, uh, and I'll have to kind of be the uh, navigator here. Let's flip it over to Mike first. What? What has been your experience with transitions out of the military? I think uh, up front, it's it's not fun. It, there's no other way to uh, describe it. It's any way you cut it. Uh, I hate to swear, but I'll, I'll say it sucks. Um, look at it this way. Uh, it's very much a, a, a identity uh, shift. It's an identity, identity change. And after you've dedicated a good portion of your adult life to perfecting skills in one industry, you've got to switch to a completely different industry. And uh, for a lot of people, that's just, that takes time. Yeah. And I imagine uh, not just skills. I mean, I think about the uh, environment that they're in, uh, particularly if they're in the uh, combat theater, uh, what they're experiencing and all of a sudden end up maybe sometimes in a large company, it's a combat theater too. I don't know, but, <laughs> anyways, but would you add something to that George, in terms of your observations? Yeah. You know, Mike, Mike really nails it because it's, you, you have this tribe that you're used to, and then you're entering into the unknown or what you think you know of what corporate life should be like. And it is, you know, there, there's those stressful things in life, and, and they say buying a house or marriage or a child, all of those things rank up there on the high-pressure things. Somewhere on that list, they should include transitioning from the military to the civilian world because it's, it's truly one of the most stressful things. But Mike and I have been able to make it easier on quite a few of our, uh, our years together. And what, uh, what were your transitions like? And uh, we'll stay with uh, George. So what was your transition like? Well, Tom, I hate to admit it, but my transition was (laughs) pre-internet, pre-iPhone. So what I knew uh, was very, very little. Uh, I used a veteran firm. Uh, I didn't know what I didn't know. And the brand cachet of a company and the idea of a title, all of those things really got into my head. And I didn't understand really what I should be looking for or what success looked like for me in particular. So while I joined a good company, it was a horrible, horrible fit for me. Um, And I didn't know what I didn't know. And so, you know, that's one of the things that Mike and I are paying forward is teaching veterans what success looks like so that they don't go through the trials I know that I went through. And Mike, I know, had his share. And Mike, about your transition. Uh, I was actually pretty fortunate. One, uh, I just come off my 10th combat deployment. I still had two years in the military left, and they assigned me to uh, Austin, Texas, as a naval ROTC instructor at the University of Texas. So, knowing that my financial uh, acumen wa- was low, uh, even though I had served at JSOC, which they are the very best at what they do in the world, it's very hard to get there. Uh, they're the equivalent of a unicorn in terms of uh, the VC side. 
uh, each of the individuals that make it there. Um, I, I entered into a full-time MBA program uh, surrounded by a bunch of 27-year-old uh, young adults. I was 39 at the time, but I learned a lot from them. I learned a lot from the, uh, the professors and uh, started to you know, go into the process of elimination of, okay, here's the business world. Here are all the different verticals. And, and I went in reverse order. I eliminated what didn't interest me until I was left with a few verticals. And then I selected from that. Now, I know you guys have a good story. There's a story about a, a, a transition where somebody kept butting his head up against the wall. Uh, I don't know. One of you can take that and tell the story. <laughs> well, I think both of us have done it. Um, and, and it comes from not knowing. I think that the challenge for me was there was so little, little actionable information for veterans. It was just usually what we would call jailhouse lawyers. It was rumors. Oh, you know, this is what worked for me. This is what worked for me. And you kind of take that all and pile it in. But none of it's really good information. So I would get into this company and I'm driving through the leadership principles. And it was just like, it was like I was speaking English in Japan. Like I'm talking leadership, they're talking something else. And it was just thumping my head on the wall every single day of, of my 19 months at the first company. It was crazy. And how long did you stay in that first job? 19 months, <laughs> 19 months. And did you and make an adjustment for the second when you, when you left that job? Did you make adjustments then in terms of finding your next job? I did. I, I understood a lot more about what I went through and what I was looking for in the civilian world. You know, that first job, you know, like Mike said, you start running through the things that you don't want to do. Well, this firm happened to show that to me in spades. What I was looking for in a work environment from a leadership perspective, a management perspective, a colleague perspective, it, it taught me uh, a whole lot more about what was going to drive me and make me passionate about getting up in the morning. Yes. Well, we got a little extra time, but I think we're going to we're going to go to break earlier so we can leave more time in the next segment. And I want to talk a little bit about what makes the veterans special in terms of bringing them into the uh, private sector. So we're going to be back in a few minutes with our guest mentors, talent warriors, George Randall and Mike Sorelli, authors of The Talent War. And we're going to be talking about how to make a successful career transition from the military to the private sector. Thank you for listening and thank you for spreading the word about the Mentors Radio. Our podcast downloads have increased 500% since uh, the last few months. Make sure you tell your friends. You can go to our website, thementorsradio.com, and click on past shows to find many of our past great guests. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio Show. Hi, I'm the executive producer of The Mentors Radio Show. Usually I'm behind the scenes, but I want to tell you about something special. If you're an entrepreneur like me, you need steady energy and focus. Here's my secret. I rely on science-backed, high-quality, bulletproof collagen protein and other bulletproof products. My sister told me about it. At feelgreat.vip, you can learn the health journey of bulletproof founder Dave Asprey. Find out what sets these products apart from the rest. Nothing can replace the advice of your medical doctor, but good nutrition can absolutely enhance your mood, energy, and focus like it did for me. The demands of business, not to mention important time with family and friends, make steady energy so important. With more than 1 million fans, 1 million fans, I'm not alone in recommending Bulletproof. Go to feelgreat.vip. That's VIP, like very special person. Feelgreat.vip to learn more. Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially nonprofits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize digital integration and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, contact KMLPC today at KML-PC.com. That's KML-PC.com. KML-PC.com and mention The Mentors. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. 
Welcome back. I'm Tom Laurie. My guest today, our former Army Company Commander, George Randall, and his partner, Mike Sorelli, a retired Navy SEAL officer who is the recipient of a Silver Star and three Bronze Stars. We're talking about how George and Mike successfully coached thousands of veterans in their transition from the military to the private sector. Remember, you can listen to this show or any previous show via podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, and more on any device at any time. Go and subscribe at TheMentorsRadio.com. So now let's uh, assume, because I know you guys work both sides of it, both helping people and also getting companies to hire people, uh, hire veterans. So let's assume I'm, uh, I'm the hiring company and you guys are coming in. Tell me why I should hire a vet. What is it that they bring to the table? Uh, Mike. So you're going to get, a, I think, the same answer from George and I. Yeah. The military is the world's greatest leadership development platform, without debate. You know, Bill Campbell, uh, who's a former uh, mentor of mine since I was born and raised in Silicon Valley, will tell you that. Um, we, we emphasize leadership every single day from the start of OCS or boot camp all the way through somebody's uh, you know, career, whether it's four years, 20 years, or 30 years. I think, and actually COVID sort of played to a veteran's advantage in the sense that a lot of people in the private sector that have never truly faced adversity, uh, all of a sudden found themselves in a, uh, an environment defined by volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, and they couldn't maneuver. They, they couldn't lead, they couldn't make decisions. Uh, it was overwhelming for them. But for veterans, this is the normal environment we're used to operating in. So veterans are unflappable. You talk about COVID, COVID is, is like every other day in the combat zone. You've got to find a way to innovate, adapt, and ultimately win. And I think that's why a lot of veterans are understanding this is why you hire people with leadership ability, with the character and the attributes that you, you need to succeed. And then you can teach them the rest. You can teach them the hard skills of the, uh, of the job. And both of you have been working uh, with I mean, I imagine men, women, all different levels of uh, in the military from somebody that's a junior person, non-com to officers. And I, I maybe talk a little bit about the, the continuum that you've worked with in terms of people, or is there a certain type of person that you particularly are paying attention to? Well, um, at, at EF Overwatch, we are more of an executive and senior leadership placement firm. So we tend to work with very, very seasoned leaders. And, and one of the things when clients come to us, the number one criteria for us has to be leadership. If it's about experience, if it's about working at a competitor, you know, we are not the firm for you. We are looking to place leaders that will impact the company in every way possible. So we do work with seniors. That said, Mike and I have spent our entire careers mentoring and coaching uh, veterans of all ranks. Me, especially since I've been out for 20 years. Uh, yeah, I've been coaching, well, I don't even know the numbers, um, trying to help veterans get actionable information where they can approach the job market with the right lens, the right perspective and, and be successful. And it's, it's not an easy transition, but I think what Mike and I have been able to provide to the veterans that we talk to um, has really made their search probably about 75 to 80% easier because they understand what the corporate world is looking for relative to what they bring to the table in spades. And you have a, a program, don't you, for, uh, actually a specific program that lays out things for people that are making transitions um, I think it's on your website. We, we, we do. And, and let me back up, uh, Tom. We are not saying that all veterans are a great hire. That, that's like saying uh, all, all uh, graduates out of the Stanford uh, uh, B school are, are, are good to go. They're not. We specifically look for the top performers, the top 5% coming out of the, uh, the, the military. We do have that program that you mentioned. It's called the Accelerated Career Development Pathway. And it's an executive level uh, sort of transition program for senior enlisted or senior officers coming out. Uh, and really gives them a, uh, let's say a checklist to follow in order to set themselves up for success, to find the right company, to step into a business management position and then lead a, a productive life. And so you guys have, the business is really focused on this top group of people that are leaders. 
but you've done all this other pro bono work for people that are oh, yeah. in that group. What, assuming uh, that probably the largest part of our audience is probably going to be in that group, what is what are some quick tips that you can give the people that maybe not in the top 10% that they ought to be thinking about when they're leaving the service, you know, like a year before they leave the service to the time they leave and things that they should do? Let's see, we can narrow that one down. Um, you know, I think the first thing that I would say is defining success. Most people come to the career search and they go, okay, I'm, I'm departing the military. I'm going to go look on Indeed. I'm going to go look on LinkedIn. I'm going to put a resume together that the TAP or the ACAP Center has given me. But they've never sat down and said, if I could wave a magic wand, this is what my life would look like. Either, you know, if you're a single person or family member with kids, these are the things that I want to do next that I'm passionate about in life. As, as Mike and I say to all of our veterans, you never leave the wire without defining mission success, but most veterans will go into the job search not understanding what success looks like. So many things that they see out there will sometimes look a whole lot better than they really are, or they won't know what they're looking at. They need to define success first. So it's a little bit like having a prepared mind, then you'll see it. Yeah, when you get onto Indeed, I think, what is it, a, a, a million a month? job listings that are out there. And so, you know, when you get out in the job world, that was the thing Now, I didn't transition with the internet, but it's overwhelming. And you have to narrow that down and understand, this is what I'm bringing to the table. This is what I would like to do. And it will help you narrow that search, but you really do have to understand what works for you, for your family, and what you'd like for your next career. Well, that uh, sounds like good advice for anybody, whether they're making a transition from the military or just making a transition. Uh, this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. We're talking to George Randall and Mike Sorelli, former combat military officers who co-authored The Talent War. So the um, so I'm getting out. You've talked about defined success, but now there's got to be some introspection, I would think, in terms of what am I good at? What are my skills? And it's not like shooting a gun or cooking a cooking a meal for a thousand people. I, I, how do you, what is it that you do to get people to really hone in on those key uh, experiences and skills that they ought to be at least uh, following the path to success with? You have some, and Mike, why don't you take it? So reflection is probably an attribute of all high performers regardless of domain. So you've defined success of what success looks like for, for your, uh, your search. Then we say, we call this phase, know thyself. Know thyself is taking a personal inventory of your strengths and weaknesses. It's contextualizing all the leadership, uh, you know, experiences you had in the military and, and then start the, the, the story of translating it to a business um, setting. We used to tell young SEAL officers or any young officer uh, in the military for, for that matter, what's the most important piece of information on the battlefield? And usually they'll say, hey, it's where the enemy is or, or uh, where other units are. And actually it's knowing where you're at, where you're located on the map. That's the most important piece of information on the battlefield. Guess what? That's no different than life. It's like a financial scoreboard for a business. If you don't know your finances, if you don't know your scoreboard, you don't know where your company is located. So it does very much start with you reflecting on, on your leadership ability and then starting that process once you know your strengths and weaknesses of translating it for the companies that you're interviewing with. Ultimately, as George says, you know, the whole point of an interview is to convey your value above and beyond what that company is going to pay you, is to make yourself so valuable to that organization that they, they, they can't hesitate to give you an offer letter. And, you know, Tom, I wanted to add in, because this is one of the things that Mike and I work with veterans specifically on. Most veterans end up leading and succeeding by pure muscle memory. They don't actually know what makes them great. Nobody's ever forced them to think about that topic. How was I great leading my soldiers, my airmen, my Marines, et cetera, et cetera. So Mike and I spend a lot of time helping people get past the muscle memory into a true introspective state where they say, okay, I'm approachable. I lead with integrity. I do this, I do that. But how do they lead? How do they accomplish things? And is that done uh, with questions and answers that you ask, or do you have different templates or exercises that you offer them? All yeah, of the, the all of the above, all of the above, a lot of personal interview time, our accelerated career development pathway, part of that has call to action so they can define their leadership style. And we grill them over and over because it's the hardest question in an interview for any veteran to answer successfully and answer well. 
is describe their leadership style. But surprisingly, you would think that would be the one they knock out of the park. Absent the practice, absent the introspection, they won't answer that question as well as they possibly could. And Mike and I spend, and that's where we really start honing in with veterans. We're going to come back and talk some more about that in the next segment. We'll be back in a few minutes with our guest mentors, Talent Warriors, George Randall and Mike Sorelli, authors of The Talent War. And we're talking about how to make a successful career transition from the military to the military to the private sector. This is Tom Lorry, and this is the Mentors Radio Show. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org. Oathbook.org. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially nonprofits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize digital inter- Integration and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, contact KMLPC today at KML-PC.com. That's KML-PC.com. KML-PC.com and mention the mentors. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. I'm Tom Lorry. My guests today are former Army Company Commander George Randall and his partner, Mike Sorelli, a retired Navy SEAL officer who is the recipient of the Silver Star. And I've been corrected. He's got six bronze stars as well to go with that Silver Star. Uh, we're talking about how George and Mike successfully coached thousands of veterans in their transition from the military to the private sector. You can hear us on Salem Radio on Saturdays in California and iHeartRadio everywhere else and then online anytime at TheMentorsRadio.com or any podcast platform. So what is it that got you, you're making your transition, but now you're in this talent acquisition world. What? Uh, and we'll start with Mike. First, for, how did you do, how did you morph into this? What? What was it that drew you to this? So the company we, we currently have, EF Overwatch, uh, actually started out as a nonprofit called Vetted Foundation. A gentleman named Admiral William McRaven, who was in char- once in charge of all special operations, as well as General Tony Cucolo and Admiral Bobby Inman, helped me start a nonprofit called Vetted. 
which Huffington Post hailed as potentially revolutionizing the way that veterans exit the military. Ultimately, the initiative failed due to politics. We weren't able to, to secure VA funding, uh, but we basically created a MBA light, uh, so to speak, uh, for which we put veterans through and then placed them. When that shut down, we pivoted because we weren't going to quit and created EF Overwatch for profit, and it's been wildly successful. Um, so uh, the veteran did not start out, start out as I thought it would start out, uh, but we're, we're, we're still heading in the right direction. How many years have you been at this? Since 2016. And then, uh, George, you've had, what was it that got you into this world? And I know you've been at it a little bit longer. So the talent acquisition space, uh, 20 plus years, um, I actually was uh, in management consulting and due to family circumstance had to relocate. The only job I could get was HR. And I was like, uh, okay, I'll do what I need to do for my family. But it clicked in me that building teams and the human element, things that you know Mike and I talked about in our book is that human capital is everything. You know, um, You're only as good as your people. And that's what makes special operations special. But yeah, I've been in it for 20 years. And then I was listening to this podcast. And I heard Mike and he's in Austin. And so I pinged him and, and Mike with the you know, he is so fast on email. It's it's crazy. He sent me this note. And the next thing you know, we are having breakfast together at uh, Kirby Lane talking about the potential of what could be when it comes to veterans. And then as we were talking earlier, and I'm going to come back to that, is that you work with the veterans, you work with the uh, those that have that leadership capability, but you're doing a lot of pro bono work for people that uh, fall outside that. On the company side, so when you go into a company, what is, is there any special training or insights that you provide people because there may be a bias against uh, hiring vets? I hope not, but I, what do you run into on the corporate side? There, there is a bias. Let's call it for what it is. Um, and usually the bias is, uh, is not grounded in, in fact. You know, people's perception uh, of veterans, again, let's be honest as well, is shaped by Universal Studios and Warner Brothers. It's what they see in, in, the, in the movies. We don't blame them. Um, veterans are no different than your, your fellow American counterpart. Um, are their experiences uh, a little bit different? May they have gone to war? But actually, for most of the veterans and the military leaders I know, going to war and seeing the horrors of war have actually made them, made them a more empathetic leader, have made them uh, more uh, caring to, to their fellow man. And these veterans, I tell you, the one thing we ingrain or you wouldn't be a military leader for long is they're the consummate team players. They have the ability to put their own needs aside for the good of the organization. And what business leader doesn't want a consummate team player? And do you get a corporation to put their toe in the water, get them started, and then they start to experience success, and then they all of a sudden the pipeline, it's a little bit like a uh, fire hydrant, all of a sudden, poof, a lot of people coming in? Yeah, it's actually, we we actually did that. There there are a couple of clients of ours that were like, eh, okay, well, we're going to talk to Mike, and Mike talks to him and, and, and shares a great story of veterans, and Mike is an exceptional example of that. So they put their toe in the water, and now they keep coming back to us, and there's companies where we've placed 10 people, 10 senior leaders, because they can't get enough. Um, so it has been wildly successful. Once somebody hires a veteran, it's like that light bulb goes off, and they go, why did I not do this a whole lot earlier? And so we see a lot of repeat business uh, with our clients, um, usually across different roles. But once people hire a veteran, they start to see all of the amazing things that they bring to the table. You know, military years to civilian years are like dog years to human years, meaning you experience so much more in the military. And so when people hire it, they're, they're gaining so much more generalist and worldly experience from a shorter period of time. And, and, and the results have been great. Well, I imagine the you know things that come to mind for me is the fact that they've been outside the United States, most many of them. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been under extremely challenging circumstances. So that gets into acting under pressure. I've got to believe these people you're talking about have a tremendous amount of grit and resiliency as well. Yeah, all of the, you know, first of all, we screen heavily all of the people that we're placing in companies, obviously, because we're executive search. But veterans generally, when you've, when you've had that worldview, when you've had those experiences and they're coming into a company, what people that don't have those experiences might panic at, like Mike said earlier, COVID, 
military's like, okay, so we've got to adapt, we've got to change, we've got to do something differently. Let's think to a solution, let's get after it. They're very proactive. They're they're very adaptable. They have seen so many things that it it takes the challenges of corporate America. And even when it gets the most tense, they're like, yeah, okay, so what? You know, um, it, it's just such a different world for them. But they have a different and what I think is immensely beneficial perspective on how they approach life, teamwork, humility, and the things that that Mike and I love telling companies about. And if you look at it from a data perspective, the, the data shows you, I mean, CEOs with military backgrounds are more likely to deliver a stronger uh, performance. They're overrepresented uh, amongst the ranks uh, of CEO. Uh, they survive longer in the position and, and ultimately, you know, their, their cultures uh, very highly ethical cultures are more uh, productive and, and more inclusive. So let's go back to the person that's still in the military and they're maybe a year from getting out or making that decision if they want to get out because there's a decision point. If you were advising somebody today, let's say they're I don't know, 23, 24, 25 years old, they're young, they're in the service, they're thinking about getting out. What would you tell them at that point in time in terms of teeing themselves up for success uh, when they start to transition rather than wait till the 11th hour? Start now. (laughs) You're you're out. You're actually sort of behind the uh, the power curve. It ultimately determines, again, it goes back to what George talked about, the success. What does that person want to do? If they want to start their own welding company, and they don't have a college degree, then then don't go to college. Um, what you define what you want to do is start the research. You know, go through your personal uh, reflection period. Uh, talk to as many mentors in that space as you can, and do the research up front. Uh, hedge your chances for success, George. Yeah, absolutely. Start early. Start researching as much as you possibly can after you've defined success, and then start getting connected out in the world. You know, LinkedIn is not something the military uses, but in the corporate world, it is everything. It's how you meet people. It's how you relate to people. It's how you identify what may be of interest. So if you're a veteran, if you're two, three years out, continue your education, build your skills, get on LinkedIn, start looking around, start connecting with military people who have made the leap that are there to help you as well. Are there any particular obstacles uh, in your work with uh, women uh, versus men in terms of uh, transitioning, any special other things that you have to think about uh, or they should think about? Hmm. For me, I, I would say no. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, demand for leadership diversity couldn't be higher. So if I were to give women vets any advice, dial in even more on your leadership experience because it's so in demand and go after it because you are a amazing leadership is always the top commodity and so the better you can articulate that the better you're going to do for yourself there i'll, I'll tell you this time there are no shortage of amazing female leaders coming out of the military oh my god no you know what in fact companies should be going after them because some of the the, the best warriors i ever worked with were our mm-hmm. sisters norms if you call them we're going to come back. I want to touch a little bit more on that. We're going to come back in a few minutes with our guest mentors, talent warriors, George Randall and Mike Sorelli, authors of The Talent War. And we're talking about how to make a successful career transition from the military to the private sector. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. A lifetime ago, young naval aviator Tom McGuire took the oath of allegiance to support and defend the U.S. Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Now a San Francisco PD homicide inspector, McGuire hadn't thought about the oath in years, but that was all about to change. A famous local newspaper columnist had been murdered. For McGuire, there's an eerie chill of recognition about it, hearkening back to his days as a prisoner of war after being shot down in North Vietnam. A lifetime ago, another young naval pilot took that same oath. Also shot down in battle, he too spent time as a POW, same camp as McGuire. After 30 years, their lives were about to cross once again. But how and why after all these years? Multi-award winning mystery author Dennis Kohler's The Oath can be found online or for an autographed copy at oathbook.org. That's oathbook.org. 
oathbook.org. It's Karen, executive producer of The Mentors Radio, and we're thrilled to have My Pillow back as a sponsor. All of us here are huge fans of Mike Lindell's products. When I got fed up with the chemical smell of other pillows, I figured my pillows made in the U.S. I'll give them a try. That was years ago. Now I own six pillows. I use their cotton towels, their 100% Giza cotton bed sheets, and I give them away as Christmas gifts. Every product has exceptional quality and attention to detail. Towels are thick, absorbent. Sheets are soft, smooth, high thread count. Our radio host, Tom, and everyone we know who's tried these products has the same experience. Use our code MENTORS to get a 60-day money-back guarantee and up to 60% discount. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash MENTORS. You must include the code MENTORS. That's MyPillow.com forward slash MENTORS or click the banner on our website. And now... Back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. I'm Tom Laurie. My guests today are former Army Company Commander George Randall and his partner Mike Sorelli, a retired Navy SEAL officer who was the recipient of a Silver Star and five bronze, six, five, six bronze stars. How many? Five? On his way to six, right? <laughs> and we're talking about how George and Mike successfully coached thousands of veterans in their transition from the military to the private sector. So as we're talking again about this transition, um, what is the importance of networking and when should they start? It's, it's everything. It's not what, you know, let's be honest. It's who, you know, and networking is a, uh, is an art. And that's one of the things we teach within the accelerated career development pathway is how to network. What a lot of people get wrong is they have their hand out is they, they want something. With networking, one, you're identifying people who, who potentially provide you with value, but before you even ask for value, you've got to provide value to them. And we actually have an Excel spreadsheet. We're, we're meticulous. We run very matrix-oriented uh, 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 organizations, um, how to collect your, uh, your network, uh, add people into it, and then ultimately get the most out of it. But LinkedIn, by far, as you all know, I'm preaching to the choir, is the most powerful uh, networking tool available to business leaders as well as veterans. And it is an art. Networking is an art. And it's something a lot of people uh, really don't like doing. That's one of the things we found people getting, it's one of the hardest things to do, isn't it? We, you know, what I tell people is when they go into McDonald's, they should learn how to talk to the person behind the counter. Networking is an encounter. Network is a relationship. George, I see you smiling. Got something to add to all of that? No, I'm I'm always doing that. Uh, if I'm in airports, I'm meeting people, asking them what they do. You know, one of the attributes that Mike and I talked about was mere curiosity. And to Mike's point, you know, when you're connecting with these people, be curious about what they do. Um, ask questions. Find out where you can add value. Share something with them when you find an affinity or you find something that you have in common. Because, and frankly, it's not changed in over 20 some years that I've been in the business, which is the number one way to find a job is an employee referral. So if you're skipping the network part as a veteran or anybody, you're missing out on the best way to find your next successful career. Are you familiar with, uh, I'm sure you are, Grazer, the Hollywood producer, mm-hmm. done a lot of movies. I think he did uh, Apollo 13 and all of that. He wrote a book called The Curious Mind. Are you familiar with that? I've heard of it, yes. What he did is every, he had a disability, a learning disability. What he does every week when he got into Hollywood is he asked somebody to go out to lunch. And all he did is ask them about their job and how they got there. And these are famous people. And they all went out to lunch with him. And he wrote a book about all these lunches he had. And and it was all based on curiosity. And coming back to the networking part, I would assume uh, you know, curiosity, that's a, when you call up somebody and you're truly curious and you're not transactional, uh, you really reach into the gut of the other person in terms of them wanting to know who you are. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And and I got to tell you, so if, if there ever is a great networking story, 
it's Mike and I coming together over LinkedIn and then having breakfast. And the next thing you know, we're writing a book together and we're helping tons of vets. So had we not been using the power of LinkedIn, had we not been about, I mean, I'm listening to Mike on a podcast and I'm like crazy curious, like, oh my God, he's helping vets. This is exactly what I would love to do more of. And so I reach out to Mike and Mike's like, okay, this guy's nerds out on talent like I do. All right. So, you know, we've got to figure out what we can do together. And so it's just been all amazing after that. LinkedIn should be paying us for that story. They should. <laughs> they should. <laughs> so this is Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. We're talking about George Randall and Mike Sorelli, former combat military officers who co-authored the Talent War. So who were your, um, as you, you're transitioning, coming into the private sector, and we'll start with Mike, who were your mentors that helped you make that transition or gave you some insights? I mean, you're learning, you're reading. But you must have had one or two people. You talked about Bill Campbell, who's well known out in these parts. Uh, anybody else? That, right? I guess we go to Bill Campbell if he was that important. What did he teach you? Uh, well, Bill Campbell set up a leadership trip for about 20 SEALs in 2013 alongside an individual who's a best friend of mine, who was also a mentor in my transition, uh, a gentleman named Matt Wilsey, who's also based out of uh, you know the, the Bay Area. Um, Kevin Connors. Was, was another one. Uh, Kevin Connors was the CEO of Kutera, also based out of the Bay Area. So I leaned on a lot of the people that I knew really growing up, um, and they knew I struggled with it. But it wasn't just one mentor. I, I talked to a lot of people, and you know those that those people that knew me and cared about me went the extra mile to make sure that I was heading in the right direction. Not necessarily to secure me a job, but uh, a shoulder to lean on. George. I had zero. I had zero. And and I know that that sounds crazy. All of the mentors and the great leaders I had were in the military. And when I transitioned back in the late 90s, I didn't have anybody. But as soon as I got into the corporate world, there were more than there were 50, 60, 70 veterans that were always wanting to welcome me or give me advice and help my career along. And you know, there's Robin Leinberger, Mark Goulart, you know, when I was at KPMG that helped me out, um, you know, developing a veteran program. Once I found them, they were so over the top willing to help with anything and everything where they could help another veteran advance and be successful and avoid some of the key stumbling blocks. So it was a little bit of a challenge for me, but I was, I had great mentors in the military. I knew if I found them on the outside that I would just, you know, take advantage of it. And to be honest with you, it's one of the things that is making Mike and I successful is that we know the trials and tribulations. So we're wanting to be there where we can and when we can to provide actionable and good information for veterans to make a successful transition. I know you have a rule about never leave a falling comrade or pay it forward, right? With all the people you work with, it's not just you working with them. It's from what I understand, you guys really get them to work with others as well. If there's a big if, that, if they're willing to put the work in, if yep. that's not willing to put the work in, then we don't have the time. Yeah, they, they have got to have that drive and that desire to continue to succeed and find their next tribe and find their next mission. And then we are all in with everything that we can give. We're going to be back in a few minutes with our guest mentors, Talent Warriors, George Randall and Mike Sorelli, authors of The Talent War. You'll find all of our show notes and links at TheMentorsRadio.com. When you're there, make sure you subscribe so you do not miss any of our shows. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show. Better life, better business. Hi, I'm Christoph Nauer. I'm a certified business and life coach, helping business owners increase productivity, profits, and improve personal life. I'm the founder of Balance 6, money, health, relationship, time management, self-improvement, and higher power. I coach business owners to work smarter, not longer, to have time for better personal life. I hold you accountable for making time available to Balance 6 to nurture yourself and your relationships and making more money with less stress. Get off the hamster wheel and I will show you the secrets to real success. In case you're wondering about my accent, I came from Switzerland more than 30 years ago. But I assure you, my coaching will be in excellent English. Visit our website at balance6.biz. That's balance6.biz. It's Karen, executive producer of The Mentors Radio, and we're thrilled to have My Pillow back as a sponsor. 
All of us here are huge fans of Mike Lindell's products. When I got fed up with the chemical smell of other pillows, I figured my pillow's made in the U.S. I'll give them a try. That was years ago. Now I own six pillows. I use their cotton towels, their 100% Giza cotton bed sheets, and I give them away as Christmas gifts. Every product has exceptional quality and attention to detail. Towels are thick, absorbent. Sheets are soft, smooth, high thread count. Our radio host, Tom, and everyone we know who's tried these products has the same experience. Use our code, MENTORS, to get a 60-day money-back guarantee and up to 60% discount. Go to MyPillow.com forward slash MENTORS. You must include the code MENTORS. That's MyPillow.com forward slash MENTORS or click the banner on our website. Are you a small to mid-sized business looking for a tax, accounting, or CFO-level advisor to handle or guide your company's financial decisions? Consider KMLPC. KMLPC excels in creating easy-to-use, customized financial systems for small to mid-sized entrepreneurs and companies, especially nonprofits. KMLPC supports and protects their clients' vital interests, offering a wide range of accounting and bookkeeping services in addition to CFO guidance. They prioritize digital integration and their exceptional staff will make your life and even taxes so much easier. Their client list is a who's who of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, clients who've stayed with them for years and won't go anywhere else. So if you need financial or tax help for your business or nonprofit, Contact KMLPC today at KML-PC.com. That's KML-PC.com. KML-PC.com. And mention The Mentors. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. Welcome back. I'm Tom Laurie, and my guests today are former Army Company Commander George Randall and his partner Mike Sorelli, a retired Navy SEAL officer who is the recipient of the Silver Star and five Bronze Stars. Nod your head there. Six. Sorry. Six. Six. I'll get it right. We're talking about how George and Mike successfully coached thousands of veterans in their transition from the military to the private sector. Now, in closing, and George knows this, having been on the show, I like a little bit more, uh, maybe some more insights from you guys. If you're to put your finger on the thread, there's two threads. One is those people who successfully transition. What is that thread? The one thing, if you could put your finger on it. Themselves. You. Themselves. Your, your worst enemy is always you. And, um, it goes, it goes down to when you enter this transition is you have to have a resilient uh, mindset. You have to demonstrate drive. If you don't get a job offer, it's not the company's fault for missing an opportunity. It's your fault because you didn't convey the value and make, and make yourself almost uh, unpassable uh, in their eyes. That they, they had to give you a job offer. But um, you've got to get your mindset right with anything you do, even if it's a startup. You, you've got to make sure that your mindset's in the right place and you're willing to do what, what's necessary and put the work in to uh, to secure that job offer for your uh, your next career, George. He's dead on. That's it. It's do the work. And Mike and I have done so many segments and so many things on LinkedIn about doing the work. Articulating what makes a veteran great does not come naturally. Humility tends to stand in the way, and which is you know a primary attribute of being a great leader. But it gets in the way if you don't do the work, if you don't practice, if you don't research, and if you don't practice over and over and over about how to articulate your value. There's nobody that's going to give you a job. There's nobody that's going to assume that you're great. You have to tell that story, and you have to learn how to tell that story, and you have to practice it. And as Mike and I say often to our veterans, professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. Do the work. Practice, practice, practice. So I know you guys don't have uh, unlimited amount of time. But are there, is there something that people can go to uh, to find out more about these various things you're talking? I know, I think the program that you offer on the path career pathway is something that comes when they work with you. To, maybe you can explain a little bit more how you work with people and what people who are listening can do to take advantage of uh, what you offer, whether they uh, are, are clients of yours or maybe non-clients and there's places to go to. Absolutely. So we can be found at efoverwatch.com. Again, the name of the company is EF Overwatch. Uh, 
For our clients, we predominantly work with uh, small to mid-sized businesses. We do have a few Fortune 500 clients, but we take them sparingly. Uh, for the candidates, again, we're looking for very senior military leaders, uh, both on the enlisted side and the officer side. They can submit a what we call military leader submission form on the uh, the webpage. The sort of exception to that is maybe a, a veteran who got out uh, after only four years, but has significant business leadership experience under their belt. Again, we're, we're, we're very selective in who we take. And again, our clients are as well. I mean, they're usually the searches we, we uh, focus on are, are the C-suite positions or senior general management and, uh, and up. And others, where would they, if you were, if somebody were just calling you up, I know you've got a special program, but where else can they go to get information? Well, I would, the big thing is connect with Mike and I on LinkedIn because we are doing uh, a lot of webinars. We're putting out a lot of content about helping veterans articulate their value. So I think we're putting two to three videos out a week that, that help people truly understand what they can say about themselves and how they can say that about themselves to be successful in the job search. We are constantly trying to find ways to help veterans you know, above and beyond what we do at EF Overwatch. So we are putting a ton of content podcasts together. And then lastly, I would tell you our book, The Talent War, talks about the attributes that are predictive of your success. And if you can learn about those attributes and how to articulate how you've used those attributes towards your success in the military, and then translate those to the business world, you're going to be way ahead of the general population interviewing. And, and that book holds true for our, for our clients as well. I mean, The Talent yep. War is the... Is the the, somebody called it the Bible for setting up a world-class talent acquisition uh, program. The special uh, operations community over a half century has uh, refined that ability to assess top talent and select it into its organization. Well, it's been a joy having you guys uh, this week. Thank you very much. And Thanks, Tom. I, I, I ask that God continue to bless you and your work. This is really important work that you're doing. And when I learned about it, I just had to get you on the show to talk about it. So that's it until next week. Thank you, George and Mike, for joining us. We've been discussing how veterans can successfully navigate the transition from the military to the private sector. They have co-authored The Talent War, and we will provide a link to this extraordinary book on our website, thementorsradio.com. Learn more about this and other shows by going to our website. And when you're there, make it easy for yourself and subscribe to future shows. Remember, too, you can also listen to us online, any device, anytime at TheMentorsRadio.com or on any podcast platform, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. And remember to be all that you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the dark. It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business. To get more information about the program or a sponsor, to download a podcast of today's show, or to leave a question for our host, go to TheMentorsRadio.com. That's www.TheMentorsRadio.com. The preceding program, copyright CBJ, LLC. All rights reserved.